Hello, listeners. Just a quick trigger warning for today's episode. If you have any triggers around abuse, childhood abuse, sexual abuse, please skip this episode. There's a very, very brief mention with no details whatsoever in today's episode of sexual trauma from when River was younger. Again, no details or story surrounding abuse, just a very brief mention. So if you feel any um, triggers whatsoever, I just suggest, we both suggest just, you know, skipping over and joining us on the next episode. All right. Good morning. This is Annie and River. River and Annie, two sisters, just getting up at the butt crack of dawn just to talk about we don't know. We don't know. We don't know who put us in charge. Life is confusing and chaotic and beautiful, and we just like to talk about it. Yeah, we haven't planned anything, so we're here. We're just just here. here. We're just showing up. We're just showing up. And Mm -hmm. so the river, that's river. (laughs) I'm Annie. We sound a lot alike because we're sisters born like a year and a half apart. (laughs) We like to pretend we're twins, but we're not. (laughs) I know. We look nothing. Well, that's not true. We we look more like as we age. But little river is so cute and petite she's tiny compared to me what are you four five four five two <laughs> i'm still four five, ten three, four ten <laughs> smaller than my oldest son are you five three yes five three she's so cute she's like the epitome of petite and she can wear like oh, size zero or two or something oh geez and she was like this little pom-pom in high school. Oh, gosh, stop. <laughs> she was like dancing and really coordinated. I'm going to cut like you off. So uncoordinated and lanky. And like, oh, you're, you're not allowed to talk about yourself and put yourself down. On skis. And oh, I was geez. like all limbs on the skis. I just remember you like there's grace like people oh. cannot ski if they're not graceful <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I barrel down the mountain to do the, the pizza thing <laughs> what is this Sorry. the snowplow pizza thing <laughs> and I'd get really brave to follow our cousins because they were fearless barreling down the mountain yeah they went way then, too fast and you would just swoosh swoosh <laughs> back and forth Sorry. Stop! I know, and I had my cute like snow bunny outfits. Kind of. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I wasn't that bad. Uh, maybe. <laughs> and then, and then, and then Annie became the cool snowboarder because she she actually was graceful on a skateboard and a longboard. So don't let her deceive you. She's well, she's like right. way cooler graceful than me. I'm like I'm like the dorky like preppy. <laughs> graceful <laughs> no not true at all it's funny how we perceive ourselves isn't that funny because it is, it is i funny. thought you were just like this very graceful skier and the pom-pom girl and <laughs> i just it's like i couldn't embrace that femininity enough and it was like snowboarding but then it was a fit it was like it worked for me oh yeah you're a really good snowboarder 
Yeah. That and is then I the most... and then I started to envy your like really baggy pants. I was like, gosh, why am I wearing these tight skiing pants? They're so uncomfortable. And then when you would layer, it'd be like my stomach and you'd go in for oh, lunch and your stomach's like oh, bulging. So and then I I would just be like, these snowboarders have it all figured out. <laughs> well, let me tell you though, they were baggy, but the top around the waist was always pretty tight still. Well, at least maybe it is oh. now. I still have those pants. And my mom body is a little less forgiving. Yeah, that's but interesting. Yeah, you could we... fit some pants, but the, the waist, I mean, I like those elastic waistbands now. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. I mean, I, I remember getting really mad at myself for having such tight clothes after I had kids. I was like, what was wrong with me? I was like mad at my old self. Like literally, (laughs) I was like, I hate who I was. I hate all my tight clothes. I hate all these tight pants. All I want is something baggy and long and like comfortable. I'm like, why did I want to look everything tight? Like I just, looking back, well, one thing that we could talk about is, um, that keeps coming up for me is, um, how we perceive ourselves is not how other people perceive us Mm -hmm. and who we really are embracing isn't who we think isn't who we think we are that other people are perceiving but it's probably i'm guessing there's um like a little jewel in each of us that people perceive that's like really beautiful and um to not knock ourselves down because, um, and, and to never try to figure out how other people perceive things because we can never figure it out. Right. And we should never try to be either who we think they're perceiving us to be or, or not who we, we should, like, because it's all uh, um, kind of a mind fuck. Am I allowed to cuss <laughs> on this? Yeah, of course you can. This is for adults. And yeah. if children want to listen, then they're just amazingly curious and maybe a little bit um, beyond their time. So it's fine. Uh, I think I, th- this is interesting we're going this way because it's it's totally something that we're both going through right now. And I think maybe everyone is like thinking about Adam Ellenbos who changed his name from Achuta. Oh, right. And, yeah. and just like... Um, I don't know me wanting to be Annie when I'm I've been Anne for so long and I don't yeah know. I changed my name from your Amy name to River mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then even my son is going from Finn to Jay and there's just yeah I think a lot of people are trying to figure that out and maybe the pandemic shook it out but like it's the similar idea of like everybody has a different window they're looking through with their eyes, but it's not just your eyes. It's like your body filters things and your heart just knows your heart knows the truth, but then your mind and your body can like filter things the wrong way or not the wrong way. Nothing's wrong, but like can just kind of mess with things and mess with you. And that's the same idea as us trusting like certain people's, um, channelings like some people channel Jeshua <clears throat> Jesus or they channel yeah. higher entities and you have to keep in mind that they still are not a pure spirit because they have their own body and their own mind that is perceiving this information and it it might be 99% authentic but that 1% could be from their own personal experience their personhood Muji calls it personhood mm-hmm. so, I know I 
I know. I, I agree. And I, it's interesting, too, because I follow – I was for a really long time following I, – I guess I wouldn't say I was, but um, um, The Way of Mastery, which was a channeled um, book series. And it started with the Joshua Letters. Then it went into uh, The Way of the Heart, The Way of – transformation the way of knowing and um and one of my close friends who also follows it she was saying that the way of transformation the way of the heart feels really pure and in her heart like it just always really deeply resonates but the way of transformation feels sticky a little bit at times where she thinks the filter of the channeler um affected it and that's her perception too so then it's like Mm -hmm. Um, what's my perception? Because I haven't really come to any conclusion with that series. Um, I have found my, that I'm like stepping away from all these channeled books, except for A Course in Miracles. Um, I feel really overwhelmed. And I think I'm also starting to be annoyed that there's so many men that are channeling and Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know. And it's, yeah, there's so many men that are like gurus, spiritual gurus and this and that. And it seems for some reason, I, I, I'm sure I know there's some women channelers, but they're not as big or famous or their books aren't as popular. They're not doing as well. Okay. Maybe that doesn't, that's not true. I don't know if I should be saying this right now. I don't know what's no, no, aligned. Okay. I just, yeah, yeah. But we're curious. So don't feel bad about saying things. I don't, so we've had trouble thinking, you know, we need to like edit these podcasts and what yeah. we're saying, you know, but here we Very are. Very overwhelming. Just, so people don't judge out there. us. Yeah, we're we're just curious. We don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't know anything. And yet we all know everything. But we're just questioning. We're trying to like understand life. And I think it's okay to just not be sure. Like that's why mm-hmm. we're here. We don't know. We don't know. So it's okay. I, I agree though that a lot of the um, male energy and I don't know. I feel like Jack Cornfield, it was a recent thing. I'm coming across these women, though, are coming into my awareness. And I think it might be for that, not that reason, but it's a gift mm-hmm. that certain women mm-hmm. are coming to my awareness. And it is a very different energy. It's like, yes, it's strong and it's power. When a woman really embraces like spirit and um, guiding people, mm-hmm. it's just so so much of a like relief to me it's like Mm -hmm. oh mom is here (laughs) it's like because when a woman really feels that power it is so powerful yeah because there's the love and the nurturing and the forgiveness like immediately Uh and then this gentle element like jack cornfield's wife this was a recent one gosh what is his wife's name um, mm. Jack Cornfield's wife is someone that recently know. came into my awareness and she is incredible. And you can just talk about her without knowing her name and then see if it comes to you. I mean, it's like, yeah, I think it starts with an M, but she, she recently went through some challenges with cancer and it was like, she rose up on his like Instagram feed and I was really curious about her and she just felt so bright and so connected. Like she just, like spirit just goes right through her. Like she welcomed cancer for giving it mm-hmm. and she welcomed it in a different way. Like, you know, my body is like, I'm grateful for my body. 
I'm grateful for all the things that it has done over the years. Instead of getting angry and victimizing and terrified, she admitted when she was afraid. It was like this other perspective, which was really interesting. Um, and the one thing that really stuck with me, because in the last couple of years, I've struggled with just like maybe drinking alcohol more than I had been. Like I was really over alcohol and not that I, I don't feel like I have a problem, but it's just like, all right. I don't want to be drinking this much and like putting mm -hmm. the poison in because I think it is like a poison, but you know, not judging. No. But she had this quote that was like, I, it was Ram Das got her into this mindset of like, I don't need drugs to see the world like that God sees through my eyes. I don't oh, need wow, the drugs. Beautiful. Yeah. I don't need the drugs to see the world. Mm -hmm. I want to allow God to show me the world through my eyes or something oh, like that. Oh, that's so and beautiful. It was so beautiful. And I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> of so, course. So simple. It's so simple. <laughs> so simple. We don't like, need why, acid and delucinate to... and to see all the other dimensions. And like, and yeah. then there's, you know, all these psychics and it's like they see everything and they've got everything clairvoyance. And, you know, what's really getting me to this is another thing is that in one of, and of course, this is another channeled book by a man of St. Germain, but oh. at a part of that book says, and I, for, to go back track, I have three sons and, um, I, I don't even, I wasn't given a daughter. So, um, I, I do find <laughs> like the, the interesting part of that because I think maybe there's something about men and, uh, my oldest son was pointing this out that they, um, that they're really focused and on getting things done and being organized where women are like, you know, they have this nurturing kind of almost chaotic, like <laughs> destruction, um, creative, like creating, destroying, creating, destroying, changing, evolving, unpredictable where men are like very, can be very like disciplined and focused and just get things done. And, um, and maybe that is, and, and women couldn't work for a long time or didn't work in the US at least, we didn't have a lot of rights for a while. Um, and so, well, like, yeah, so maybe there's a patterning of just, cause this, I'm rambling, but this um, uh, St. Germain channel text was like 1932 or 33, it's the I Am series. And, oh, in, wow. that, and in that book, which I loved, cause it was right before um, or after one of the world wars, I'm not that great with my history, but I know it's I right know around the world wars. That old, I didn't realize it was. From yeah, the, the I Am series. Yeah, it's what? and it's a really good. It's a really good series because it's all just about empowering I Am statements. And in that book, it says that there's a psychic realm, and I know I've texted it to you the picture, but it, there's a there's like a psychic realm, and that whole realm, once you go into it, because it it it's like. You think you're finding information, but really it's a whole energetic dimension that loops because it's still dramatically emphasized on, hey, what's going to happen in the future? What's going to happen in this world? Is this person? And, da, 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 da. and or is this like war? Is this going to happen? Or is this, you know, whatever. And but there's this like dramatic kind of excitable mm -hmm. energy to it and it's, mm -hmm. and it um and in that book it says that you can if you go into the psychic realm you can be there for many lifetimes and it's really hard to get out and so yeah. then I was like oh my gosh what if some of these channelers are in the psychic realm yeah so <laughs> I'm I like remember who that. 
You were like, who can I trust? Right. And so then you're like, okay, if I feel connected when I listen to them, to spirit, then it's authentic. And then there's this whole mind game of, well, maybe they're just exciting me at the spiritual level into the psychic realm. Like I overanalyze everything. So I, um, yeah, I like it when people keep it simple, the whole acid and, and Ram Das, and it's like, oh, it's so, so great. Like, okay, yeah, you've been there. You've been to this other side. Even Achuta, you know, he did all those, and he talks about it, or mm-hmm. Adam, Ellen Boss, those ayahuasca journeys in the shaman, <clears throat> the shaman ceremonies. Mm-hmm. And I just am like, why do we complicate it? And how can we actually just, you know, and is... That's still a perception. Um, yeah, what? <laughs> who put us in charge? I know. I don't know what I to know. say now. I just don't know what to say. It's, it's too it's much. All, it gets to me then, too much. It is. And, and then just like keeping things simple. Like I think I like your point because that's like it's been my like mantra f- since the pandemic. Or I don't even know if it was before then. But I just have the strongest desire to simplify and maybe it's because my world feels so chaotic and I have too many not that I have too many interests I have many interests and many creative ideas and I want to do them all I get excited Mm -hmm. about them all but it creates more stuff and I have more stuff Mm -hmm. in my life because of the kids and it's like simplify 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 it feels so nice to just have that idea of just living simply and all this stuff does complicate it and there is like a drama element sometimes to astrology and horoscopes and psychics and even Even synchronicities sometimes like it all I think it's like staying detached is like the best thing to do if you can witness these things with curiosity but don't get attached and cling to them or you get you are part of it like then it does start making like a mark on your spirit and karma and stuff like that I think yeah. that, like detachment is some of the best things for me personally. So I'm I'm like of it, but not in it. Like be of the world, but not in it. You know, we're just watching mm-hmm. the chaos. Like when your kids, maybe when you remember when they were little and they were like bonkers and you can <laughs> either be in it and be like, stop doing that. Be careful. What is it? And it's like <clears throat> when you step away and you're like, I just, I'm not even going to try and control this. Like it is what it is. They're in this tornado of energy and something's gonna break or somebody's gonna fall but it's Mm. almost like I did this yesterday and it felt really stressful but I didn't feel it like the dog chewed something and I felt my husband getting upset which is usually me and I was like I just don't care I just need to let go I can't Mm -hmm. be like clinging to this stuff all the time yeah it's like affecting my heart it's affecting my everything and it can throw you off for hours yes once you kind of get into that like either i think what you too what you like is coming to me is not to judge like even me judging yes the spiritual energy or the channel the people that are channeling then Mm -hmm. i'm judging what they're doing that's from their heart or and 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 their journey it's their journey that they chose and it's maybe it's the fastest way back to god for them Right. And when I, when we judge, like if you were judging your husband, your husband mm-hmm. and you were just like, he's doing the wrong thing. I, I know mm-hmm. I could be doing it better. All right. That's not how you should talk to the kids or the dog or whatever it was. It's like, as soon <laughs> as you judge, that's when like, it feels sticky. 
Mm-hmm. And then that's when maybe you said the mark and the karma. Yeah. So it's like, I'm, I don't mm-hmm. want to create karma anymore. I, I swear. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, like, I want to no say this arrogantly, <laughs> but I do feel like I was like, oh, I'm handling this differently than usual. And I don't know why. Like, I don't know why my body is more relaxed today, but I was like, this is good because I'm Were usually you that high? way. <laughs> Sorry. No, I was not. I was not high. It's <laughs> just joking. <laughs> um, that can help sometimes, but then you're sometimes too detached. But I felt like, um, I just felt grateful. I feel grateful this week because I feel a little bit more relaxed and I don't know why some days I feel really anxious and it's usually because I don't eat enough. I'm noticing anyways, that's another subject, but food is helpful. It grounds you. Yeah, it does. It grounds you tremendously. Um, but yeah, judging uh, is so big and it's it's just reminding yourself that those spirits chose that path and we might not agree with it, you know, and like not being hard on yourself for all of these things. If you're interested in channeling or mm-hmm. the metaphysical or the drugs or whatever it is that you need to do, like you also cannot beat yourself up. Like it's your journey. You have desires and sometimes you have to see them through to realize that you're done with that toy, you know, that toy is boring now. It's not, it's not truly fulfilling my heart and you, you just can't rush the process. Like it goes when it needs to go. Well, I have to say, I'm a little bit envious of people that do the whole acid ayahuasca, that whole trip, because I've been totally fearful because we have two uncles that, that were schizophrenic, one triggered by acid into becoming like permanent, like, well, you know, for his lifetime, he was schizophrenic. And so I, I, I think I'm a little bit like curious and kind of have this dive in. You know. And I've, I've, as soon as, you know, I really understood, uh, what happened with my uncles, it was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. It so, makes me anxious to think about, but there are there are but I, um, like doctors now that, well, there's what doctors that monitor you. Like they hook you up to machines and they really like, it's like this whole thing now where you're like, you mean for ayahuasca machines. journeys? I, I don't know what it is. It's this whole, it's like, um, it's like acid. It's like a form of it where mm-hmm. there's therapy now where doctors will have you like come in and they'll work on a dose for you to heal things it like it's they're healing traumas like they're healing things so apparently when you have a trauma happen in your brain like it doesn't move on out of this part of your brain and that's why it's a trauma and so there's certain doctors that um they've recognized how to move it out of that part of the brain and there's different therapies they can do i don't know about the wow um, the drugs that do it energetic surgery but like, there's, yeah, it's, I have a friend here whose husband is a therapist and they, they, they don't use drugs, but he, EMDR, <clears throat> trauma therapy, he told oh. me about this. EMDR, and, uh, trauma they therapy, take, where like, they move it. some kind of acid thing? No, this is separate. This is non-acid related. Oh. This is like about the trauma. There's no but drugs involved. Okay, no, the EMDR, that's like a different, uh, unless they do like regular medications for that. But um, the I think there's like other doctors i don't know if they're psychologists psych mm-hmm. who does the medication yeah, the, psych- the psychiatrists do the medication yeah they they're experimenting i don't know if i i this is where i need to be careful with what i say look into it because there is like <laughs> psychedelics being given to people and they're like on couches oh. getting small dosages to heal things but then there's also oh. things like emdr that's done through um 
just non-medicated healing where they know how to move this trauma from this part of your brain that won't release it. Like that's why the trauma is so hard because it it stays there and it keeps affecting you when it needs to move on and move out of your, it's literally in your brain. Yeah. Well, I probably, I probably need to hear that because I have some trauma and I, what I think like I found really interesting, um, is that, um, not to go into like a lot of what I went through or what I know, but I, it started coming up into my awareness that I was sexually abused when I was really little. And one of the things that, um, like memories around it and not really an actual like confirmation, just a lot of things that pointed towards that most likely I was suggestions. Yeah. Suggestions like, and then coincidence. And, And then, so I did this somatic, body therapy and what you're what you're saying so interesting about being stuck in the brain because then when I went through the somatic therapy where I I was like hands-on body therapy where this woman you know she would put her hands on me and ask me questions but it was more like ask my body questions is is it okay if I touch your feet and I would you know I had all my clothes on I was on a massage table and then um but I think mentally because I knew I was there to heal sexual trauma like my body was shaking like I was literally like like convulsing and I could not stop the shaking you know it was like worse than you know you're about to speak in front of people and you're shaking it was like that time like where like you could see my leg like going like this oh my gosh and then I know and then um but what what I found so interesting was that like um you know she would just put her she would say can I is it okay if I put my hands here and then she would say so what um, what does, and as she would put her hands on my leg or my feet, she would say, so how does your, um, how are you feeling right now in your, in your gut? She always liked to go to my gut. Oh. How does your gut feel? What does it look like? Like, what does that feeling look like? Does it look dark? Does it look like tight? Does it look, and then anyway, so, but the one thing that um, came out of it was that my right, whole right leg and right hip was like hard as a rock like every time I would go it was like she couldn't move it hardly it I I felt so much fear in that side of my leg and it's just bizarre how your body like you're saying not just your brain and your brain but your actual body and your muscles and your tissues can hold trauma or fear of sexual like this is definitely for me like sexual energy because my hip I was like so tight in my and like my butt like my right butt cheek when she she would just put her hands like under my tailbone and she wouldn't touch me sexually it was like she put she would scoot her hands under and then her her left hand would be like kind of on my lower back like on my lower spine and then her right hand would be like basically like under my tailbone and like and it was like holding like my pelvis it was weird it was like it but she was touching more of the bones than any tissue so it was like but that there were like these pressure points and it was just the most um for me it was i i kind of felt like mentally we can overcome things that i didn't realize like your body is like trapping energy yes well it is it's like that idea of the filter that it's like the sponge that it's a shell it's a sponge it's it does and I think even if we can work on detaching from our body, that can help things. If you believe, th- I really believe that if you believe something, it is true for you. So if you believe mm-hmm. your body's going to trap everything, it probably will trap everything. But if maybe we work on changing our mindset that mm-hmm. our bodies are 
becoming free from our spirit and we're not going to hold on to anything anymore, then you'll believe Mm -hmm. that. Like, I do think that you can make those shifts. And I remember at one of my readings years ago was this idea of like splintering where it's like a similar idea of like making marks on your like body or your soul, like your there's like a difference between soul and spirit, right? Like spirit is true. And maybe soul is like that in between, like it's kind of on the earth still trapped in the body. Like you have a good soul, you have an old soul, but like your spirit is like the truth. It's like the pure light of God. And mm-hmm. if you're creating and holding on to these attachments and like the karma stuff, it literally can like splinter pieces of your, your soul or, or, your karma and it's like throughout the world and it's like left here and i do think that's part of the reason why wait that level wait, so of our soul reincarnation like, you're like coming back to gather up and heal those that karma it's like oh you mean like pieces of us are all over the place yeah, that's that's a way i interpreted it yes that like pieces of your like your spirit have been kind of left like maybe a part of you was left in that place where you were you know abused or maybe a part of you loved like I loved California so much there's a part of my spirit soul that's still in that little bungalow in Venice Beach because I oh yeah I really or probably Culver City I really like love homes so deeply (laughs) it's like (laughs) I would be that person haunting someone I'd be like I'm staying (laughs) this is my house the light is beautiful it's mine <laughs> I'd be like poking my head around the corner, like messing with people. Oh I love oh. this house. So it's like there is, there's like a splintering and you have to come back and like gather it up and make yourself whole again and heal and forgive people and like let go and detach. Who knows, man? Because that's another belief. Yeah. Do you want to believe in that? Do you want to make that a part of your story? (laughs) That now you're splintering everywhere and it's another complication we need to work on? I I don't, but it's kind of fun to think about it. Well, and then there's the everybody is you. We're all one. So like you need to, until not one person has a bad thought of you, will you keep reincarnating over and over until you are held peacefully in every mind on earth? I'm just kidding. I don't know. But have you heard that? Because you do make these comments often where you're like, we can't say this. Don't You don't want to say this to this person. You don't want them to think this about you. Because I'm like, uh-oh, she's, she has another belief where she, now she's worrying about how everyone's thinking about her. I can't take that on. I can't handle no. that. Mom's like, I don't care what they think about me. And I think that's a good. She's like, I don't care. <laughs> and meanwhile, most people love mom. Oh, I know. It's true. And she doesn't really care at all what people that, think. And that that is a good attitude. Yeah, it's just because if you're caring, people can tell too. They're like, oh, I can tell that person sounds a little fake. Right. If you're authentic and you just I can hear you. it in their voice. They're oh. hiding. They're hiding something. They're hiding and something. And then you might as well just say what you really think. Because it feels worse for the person that's judging you. They're holding on to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, yeah. we need to wrap things up. I don't want to. I don't want to wrap things up already. But you need to go yeah. to your students and teach the little ones. Yeah, but and just, heal the world. I guess 
Yeah, you'll word starting with the kids. I do love being around kids. And I think just, yeah, so as we conclude, it's like not worrying what people think, trusting your journey, um, maybe staying in a place of curiosity because like you're saying, every, everything is like, and I like to, I work with little kids. I'm a teacher. So I see these little kids that are, their energy is just bonkers like bouncing all around and then you know some kid might like push another kid or say something mean and then you bring them to the peace table and they're like um when you did this it hurt my it made me sad a lot of them it made me angry and I think that's a funny thing because you always I'm always like they're just gonna say sad and almost every time it's like angry (laughs) (laughs) made me angry Like that's like really being real. Half the time we are angry. And um, so, and it's like just saying it. And then the other one's like, I'm sorry. What I heard you say was that when I pushed you, I made you angry. And then. Angry. The way they say angry. And then they, they usually don't say it like that. I'm just being silly. And then they always offer each other the peace sign. And then they're so happy and like giggling with each other. Literally two seconds later. And I just think like you're saying removing (laughs) what we think people think of us if we hurt someone just tell them and we are really big kids half of us are still kids half of us Mm -hmm. even my co-teacher we always joke about how you know we're still like a big kid and um and the more we can kind of think of ourselves that way and think of even you know the people that are really um you know really irritating you in any way they're just kids so Mm -hmm. big kids kids at heart it's true yeah, yeah. So true. That felt good. I, I love the whole, the image of the two kids at the peace table. And we didn't grow up with that. These kids, they are offered so much. That's so much what we need right now in this time in the world, like mm-hmm. to be going to a peace table. Imagine if, you know, Russia and Ukraine went to a peace. They tried. I looked at that picture and all these men sitting around this table looking really angry. They needed yeah, someone just female say- there. They when you did this, mother. it made me angry. Let's they just, just need to say it. Oh, you made me. You made me angry. Like, <laughs> where was the female? Oh yeah. my. Anyways, judging. I'll let it go. The, or the or it's the nurturing energy. The yeah. nurturing energy, male or female, just okay. So Trudy, Trudy Goodman is Jack's wife. I just had to say that she's so adorable. Oh. Look her up. Um, her eyes are so, so, so bright, but this is really fun. I, I don't know. I feel really good about your journey and my journey. And I think the more we detach, that'll really help us. And like, that's the biggest thing. Just be as free as we can in this world. Yeah. And if you see any of my splintered souls anywhere, let me know. (laughs) Oh God, I'm in a basket. I love baskets. (laughs) I'll collect them in a pretty basket. (laughs) I'd really like to have them back. <laughs> Maybe that's a meditation you can do. Picture yourself going around collecting your splintered soul <laughs> and piecing it back together. I'm just going to snatch it away. No, uh, nope, nope, it's mine. I don't know why you have it. Give it to me. I don't know what me. I did. Stop it, Anne. It's mine. <laughs> and I'll give you yours back. You give me mine, I'll give you yours. <laughs> that book, the Berenstain Bears book, that was like Amy Hennessy, Scribble, Scribble. Anne Hennessy's book, Scribble, Scribble, <laughs> Amy and Anne's book. <laughs> so we clearly resolved it somehow. 
<laughs> That's funny. It's the best. All right. We need to wrap things up, but all I right. love you lots. Have a great day. Yep. And thank you everybody for listening. We love you all. Have a beautiful week. Yes. Yes. <laughs>